Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's the King of the Couch back in your ear holes for another week of the world's greatest podcast, King of the Couch podcast. Uh, tonight, I'm sitting here. I'm in a different room. It's nice, actually. Nice to get out of the pen uh, every once in a while. But I've mentioned his name a few times. I don't know if he listens in and heard that, but I mentioned his name probably three or four times now. I went to a thing recently called the Peaceful Warrior I mentioned a lot of breath work, meditation, had a bit on Tai Chi. Well, the man across me tonight was responsible for that. Um, without further ado, Nick Bellringer. Welcome Hello. to the couch, mate. Thank you. Very stoked to be here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've, um, we've talked about doing this a handful of times, but I'm, I'm glad we got here, man. It's yeah, funny. yeah. Trying to get the schedules to line up and, um, you know, all the other governmental issues shall i say mate but we got there yes this could be a conspiracy theory podcast um i'm sure we've <laughs> Might all got... i say you're excellent at just jumping straight in and firing off when <laughs> liam and i do our podcast it is a shit show for 20 minutes oh that's it what's the uh what do you reckon that's the podcast yeah we'll... what do you reckon yeah that's the one that liam and i do we'll plug it straight up um i yeah would this is we had that mutual uh, thing at the start, I suppose. I, mm. I don't even usually. I'll start the show when I have a guest. I think of how we met, and I I've sort of tried to think about how we met. I think there's that mutual sort of hit Kawana thing there. Your friends with Raz, obviously your partner Rani works there. Yeah. But I, I don't know when we first met. It was sort of. I feel like it was online. Was it? Maybe. Like, yeah. I think. For me, it was like probably in passing at the gym, like Ron or Ryan just going like, oh, this is Azzy. I was like, hey, man, what's going on? Yeah. Like, and then, I don't know, just from there, like talking more online and then, you know, getting mm. on the booze at the end of chow yes. parties and talking that nice. nonsense. That was nice. That was good. It That's the, I was recently asked to, I was talking to someone, someone was like, how do you meet people like when you move to a new location or something like that yeah. and i was like well, when you take alcohol out of the equation i was like it makes it really really difficult you know <laughs> the social lubricant yeah yeah so um yeah we definitely bonded over that night i think from the outside looking into i'm not recording it tonight visually but nick's like he's got the tats on he looks good he's a handsome <laughs> fucking individual i like to think we share handsomeness likewise yeah eh? but um for real but from the outside looking in, you know when you can sort of clock certain people i thought I felt like I already knew you a little bit mm. before I actually got to know you. And then there were certain things that you did, like you're you're a musician, right? You've been in bands, things like that. And then I was like, instantly I was like, from the outside looking, I was like, oh, I feel connected to this bloke. I was like, he could be a best friend from a, a universe I haven't even yeah. ventured into yet. Yeah, so. yeah, fully. Like you get that vibe about certain people, like especially like when you are like a little bit more attuned to mm. the subtle energies of, or if you have the ability to read people, there's certain people that straight away you can go we might have some stuff in common yeah, or yeah. you're definitely a dickhead and i don't want to see you ever again <laughs> yeah, you know like yeah. it, and it doesn't take even a few words like you can just tell from the way they carry themselves mm. that you're just like yes no yes no like yeah, yeah. oh shit yeah man do you, I, I do that too like it, it might seem creepy but like if i think that this guy or girl but generally it's guy now that i'm in a relationship i'm like I could have something in common here and I've picked up that I do. Yeah. Um, like you recently put a thing on Instagram and I think you I think you might have shared like a Bronx song mm-hmm. and I fucking love the Bronx. Yeah. And instantly I was like, <laughs> I got like a, a like a male boner over that because I was just like, <laughs> fuck, that's like another point. I was like, that's another point. Chalk it down, yeah. you know, yeah, for like yeah, connection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, look, firstly, I appreciate you taking the time. We're sitting um, in your office here at the at the Tribal MMA down in Moffat Beach, which yeah. is... 
Yeah. Which is fucking cool, man. It was like a real UFC vibe walking in here. Yeah, yeah. You got to experience... Uh, so Monday night is the MMA technique. Yeah. So you got to see everyone sort of practicing their best form of punching <laughs> someone in the head, which is cool. So um, yeah, yeah. So like this is the setup down at Moffat Beach, mm. Trouble in May. Got a little bit of a haphazard setup here for the, for the potty, but... Yeah, this is this is where I do business and where I train and um, uh, yeah, it's it's just like a family down here. It's yeah, awesome, like it's a cool, it's a cool vibe. It's a cool vibe. I said to you before, I came down here once for like a like a free sesh with Dave Bunsley, who I think he trained here. This is going back a while. Mm. Um, from the outside looking in, it's always been. I love watching the UFC and I love MMA and everything about it. But like to actually step foot in here and go, oh, I'm going to get on the mats and like learn a bit here, you know, for either exercise or technique. Like, yeah, I feel like it takes balls because it's while it's a nice environment from the outside looking in, you go, I'm scared. Like, yeah, dude, you it's, know, it's tough. Like, mm. that's the thing is that anybody who comes here for their first class, like, I mean, straight away they they kind of get adopted in and people take care of them here because that's the type of gym this is. Like, mm. we're not here to beat the piss out of each other it's actually like um we're here to build spirit yeah. you know like give people that confidence mm, and energy mm. and whatnot and so it takes a lot of guts to try this out for the first time mm. and then even more guts to keep coming back knowing that you're going to get choked out time like you know you're going to get tapped you're going to get cut like yeah you're going to get hurt here that's mm. that's just it's martial arts that's the nature of the beast yeah um so it does it takes a lot of guts but to be honest like brazilian jiu-jitsu in particular like if i have kids one day they will do mm. jiu-jitsu before anything else because of how it builds you as a person like it builds confidence it builds spirit and it also neutralizes aggression yeah. you know um and it's like a bit of an egotistical, like dickheadish thing to say, but like I'm not good at jujitsu, mm. but I've done enough of it to know that I can protect myself. And there is a certain level of when you walk around in the street, mm. giving you that security and that confidence to go, I can handle myself out here. Like, yeah. even though like I'm just a white belt, but that guy hasn't trained at all. Yeah. So I know if push comes to shove, I've got his number. Yeah. You know? Like. Um, so there is that added confidence that it gives people as well. Yeah. Um, plus the fitness side of things. And, yeah. You know, it's, it was amazing that like one hour that I did, I, I was totally fucked after it. Yeah. Like, you know, a little bit of bruising and stuff has to be expected because your body's just not conditioned to it. But I mean, you'd know the amount of sweat that comes off your body combine that with the person you're rolling around with it's, oh, yeah. it's disgusting levels it's, of sweat yeah it's gross man. yeah like the, <laughs> the first time like you're pinned down on the mat and there's some sweaty heaving dude yeah. about to choke you out and then his sweat goes in your mouth yeah. and you just go why am i here <laughs> yeah oh fuck yeah that's a whole nother level of like bromance love maybe that i've yeah. not ventured into yet yeah but it, there, it, there are some hygiene issues fuck but it's <laughs> it is it's cool i like the way you explain that too because I don't know how I even got in the UFC. I think it was I like dabbled in it a little bit, and then everybody in the world at once upon a time was a huge Conor McGregor fan, of you course, know. Like, yeah. and I'm, I'm billions of people still are, of course. Yeah. But you started to venture into it because of that, and it was one of those things when I, I was like, I was really keen to come and train for that. You know what you just said there. You know, I often I've mentioned on the podcast probably more than I need to, but like I do that thing in the street where you walk past like a dude 
and you go, I could take him. <laughs> you know, yeah. I could take him. It's like, That's well, just a standard male standard response. Standard male, yeah, yeah. But I guess the difference between you and I right now is you probably could take a lot of those votes, but I <laughs> probably definitely couldn't, you know. so <laughs> I could put up a fight like, for a little while, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't want to take... I don't want to get carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool, man. I like that. How long have you been training for doing doing this sort of stuff? Oh, I think I first went to jiu-jitsu like honestly like four or five years ago yeah. and that was at a different gym mm. and um, it didn't really stick mm. and I kind of ventured off into other things and I was still pretty unhealthy back then as yeah. well. Um, then I, like I took a job in Western Australia out in the middle of bumfuck nowhere mm. for Arthur and there was a small jiu-jitsu club there and I started going pretty regularly again and actually started like building up my skill set, getting more confidence with it and really enjoyed the setup out there. Um, it was a renegade in Caratha. Oh, yeah. Um, big shout out to those guys. Like mm. if anybody ever finds himself in the Pilbara, like that, it's the same as here. It's it's a family mm. spirit. They'll they'll take you in and just look after you. Yeah. Um, they were amazing people there and like a, a high level of skill too, mm. especially for a you know a regional nowhere town. Yeah, it's it's like the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, then I came back here and like honestly, I am not consistent with my training. Mm. And if I was, I could I would definitely be a blue belt, maybe even a purple belt by now. Yeah. But I've got a couple of stripes on my white belt, mm. and that's because I turn up enough to learn some stuff yeah. and then I get distracted for a while by like a different sport or motorbikes <laughs> or like running my business or whatever it might be. Yeah. So I just don't have the consistency in my mm. training. So like these guys out here are murderers. Like, yeah. you know, there's a class going on right now and um, those guys who turn up night after night, week after week, yeah. like they're just, they're on another level. Like yeah. you see me on the mats out there and I get belted by these guys. Yeah. Fuck. It's... Yeah, it's it's cool. It's um, it was really cool to see. But um, look, we've I think we've established that you're into BJJ and stuff like that, which is which is sick. Mm. I, I wanted to bring that up. That was that was on the list anyway. But yeah. I usually have a couple of a handful of like icebreakery type questions, cool. more more so generally because I like to hear the answers. Yeah, yeah, they're real basic questions. But um, I'll run through the list. Um, a lot of these shows. I talk about music, movies, that sort of cultural bullshit. For so sure. I like to find out about that. But oh, yeah. I used to have. I used to ask the question, "What would be your death row meal?" I've gone off that. I'll be honest, but I, I just thought of one this afternoon. I was like, "What's the weirdest food you've ever eaten?" Weirdest food I've ever eaten. Like um, something that might shock people or go, "That that's a little bit crazy." When Hand of Mercy was on tour in China, um, we I can't remember where we were, but there was a lot of like outdoor markets, um, you know, just street style vendors, mm. and I ate scorpions, I ate crickets. I ate frogs and I ate something else that like I'm not able to convince myself that it wasn't like cat or dog or something. Like, yes, that's they, what we're talking they about. They said it was like beef or, <laughs> you know, like lost in translation, yeah. but it wasn't beef, man. I don't know what it was. I hope I didn't eat a dog because that would fuck me up internally to find out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that definitely some weird shit there you just wouldn't know though especially going to asian countries like i've traveled a few of them now you know mm. like shout out asia like you're probably listening but fuck i mean those markets man present some some weird situations <laughs> some very eye-opening situations 100 percent. and yeah. like i think like traveling southeast asia is actually one of my favorite destinations yeah. like i love the heat the culture the spices the mm. people are all like incredible the way they live and i love getting culture shocks mm. as well um but yeah, China was a real eye opener. It was really weird, like especially as a tour experience. But yeah. yeah, that would probably be the weirdest 
stuff that I ate. Yeah, nah, dig it. I like that. <laughs> Straight up. Definitely not cat dog, hey? <laughs> <laughs> Peter aren't listening. Um, mate, are you reading anything at the moment? Any books? Anything that you sort of keep tabs on regularly? Yeah, I do. Like, I am quite an avid reader. Yeah. Not as much as I used to be, but at the moment I'm doing uh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Man, yeah, he has a lot of good books, eh? Yeah, yeah. it's very meaty. Like, yeah. he he writes well. Like, it's not super verbose and hard to understand, mm. but it is one of those things that it's like, what the fuck did I just read? All yeah. right, go back five pages, read it again. That. Yeah. So I'm still on my first run through of it, and I know I'm going to have to read it another yeah. time after this, but already it's opened up a lot of new things for me, Yeah. Uh, which is really cool, like the idea of quantum mechanics, because I'm a person that... Like I was raised Lutheran, lost my spirituality, and then I would get on my soup soapbox at every available opportunity wow. to just shit on any organized religion. Yeah, wow, I didn't know. That. Yeah, and yeah. I still it still has a bit of a like a bitter spot for me, but yeah. I've calmed right down. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, it's still very problematic yeah. for me. So this is like me finding my spiritual self again, mm. um, and to me it makes a lot more sense. It's grounded in science and logic. Yes. As well as a bit of like the fun woo-woo stuff, which you got to like dip your toe in when we did the Peaceful Warrior. Yeah, you know? we'll, we'll cover that tonight for sure. Because, mm. yeah, there's that just on that. It's it's kind of like I'm not I'm like, I'm not anti-religious. I'm just not religious, you know. Mm. And then it's, it's like one of those things that people often bring it up. And those people that are fully into religion, like while I respect it, I sometimes think like, how, why? I can't, yeah. I can't get it in my head. Yeah. But I can see how certain people tie themselves to that like other people sort of might need to tie themselves to to actual science and things like that and it's sort mm. of, that's how you create your i guess your community around your beliefs but um yeah that's interesting man religion yeah i'm glad we're on the same page there. i don't dig <laughs> it myself you um i will say you've got a book uh you've got a couple of books behind us the pma effect by john mm. joseph good read i've never actually read it it's on my list of books to read yeah yeah uh, like um i would say so John Joseph is a very funny character. Like, yeah. obviously, the singer of the Cro-Mags, mm -hmm. um, Blood Clot. Very interesting dude. And to learn about his story and evolution of a Cro-Magnon and how he, like, grew up, you know, ran away from foster homes in juvie, sold drugs on the street, like, lived on the streets of New York City mm. as, a, like, a 13-year-old kid slinging drugs and stuff. Like, terrifying existence. Yes, yes. Um and the, the the story of his whole life in general is very interesting and um i would encourage anybody to listen to it as an audiobook yeah it's very very long but you get it like his thick new york accent yeah, from 1973 in alphabet city yeah you know, he's it's very cool he's so good to t to listen to yeah like the new york accent and that twang is yeah like, it's yeah. it's iconic irish new york yeah like, yeah full-blooded it's cool yeah and so um, I loved his bands, went through all that. Yep. I've read his book, Meters for Pussies, which I don't agree with, but is a very interesting read yeah, as well yeah. and is well-researched. It's yeah. just his interpretation of the data I don't yeah. agree with. Um, but then uh, the PMA effect is really cool in that I think um, without being insulting, it's sort of self-help for basic bitches yeah if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's it's actually a really brilliant mm. way to dip your toe into that world and start learning these concepts because mm. it talks about the enemy mind all the time and overcoming it yeah so definitely worth a read because it's it's also in his very like no holds barred punk rock style of writing yeah which is really refreshing and different to everything else that's out there yeah and also just coming from his perspective of 
you know, somebody who watched his old man mm-hmm. beat the piss out of his mum, yeah. going into foster homes, violence on the streets, living homeless, punk rock, all that sort of thing. Yeah. Flavors the whole way he talks about things. So I think it is still a cool book. Yeah. Um, in terms of anyone who's already like down the road of this kind of stuff of introspective mm. deep inner work mm. it's probably not going to help you that much yeah, yeah. um but diff- like differing pr- perspective always helps you yeah know? so no it's cool man it's it's definitely um definitely one of those books i want to read reason being like i like john joseph too cromags and all that like and his attitude what well, speaks volumes like you just mentioned his his vegan plant-based cookbook yeah. sort of his book whatever you want to call it but meat is for pussies are we going to release a book that for veganism or something that's like meat is for pussies like you're definitely calling a few people out with that title Hell yeah. and yeah. i think like i eat meat too and again probably why i don't agree with absolutely everything in it at this point in my life i, I fucking appreciate when someone can go this is the way i'm living and this is what i'm doing right and you can yeah. either fucking take it or or not yeah yeah 100%. so yeah. no that's cool man all right fuck yeah well, let me just fucking all right the good shit uh, favorite movie? Always. This is a hard question because a lot of people don't come to mind. But what's your favorite movie or TV show? You can mention TV show you're watching at the moment too. Uh, big, big movie buff, and this is really tough for me. Like, um, it would have to be very close tie between uh, Point Break, the original Point Break, not that garbage remake. Yes. So I'm talking Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. <sighs> I love the Swayze. Um, uh, Gary Busey as well, of course. Yeah. Um, Utah, give me two. Yeah. Utah. Cla- yeah, classic. Give me two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it would definitely be Point Break. Yeah. Wayne's World. Fuck is yes. A massive, massive influence yes. on me. Yes. Um, but then also the original Star Wars trilogy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That so took a real left turn there. I am a huge Star Wars geek. Yeah. Lord of the Rings as well, but definitely way more Star Wars. Um, and that was just like, I bonded with my uncles over that. Yeah. Cause they were quite young when I was a kid as well. Yeah, right, so it was okay. like, yeah, they you... gave me all these toys and stuff. Firstly, good movies. I, I agree with Point Break. It's actually, I just got binge again to watch a few shows. Oh yeah. Came, I put it straight on my binges. I've only seen it like 400 times. Yeah. Like, You've got, that's Beck's favorite movie. <laughs> Wayne's World classic. I mean, yeah. one of the best. Um, fuck. Star Wars. Have you, do you know my friend Jared? Have you ever spoke to Jared before? He's a fucking through and through Star Wars geek. I don't know if I have. We've got to cross paths, man. Yeah, yeah. He, he's got like the tats on the back of his leg of Star Wars. Yeah. And his and his son's named after um uh was it Django Fett? Django. Oh, yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, right. And I know. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Well, my buddy um uh Ash, he works out of um Inkataka Kiwana. Yeah, yeah. And so back in the day when he was an apprentice tattooist, um, he's like a massive Star Wars nerd as well. Yeah, Every yeah. May the 4th, because you know, May the 4th be with you. There's a, he's that guy. Yeah, I'd yeah. go get tattooed by him, get a Star Wars tattoo. So I got a bunch on Oh, me. really? Like, yeah, I got like a Death Star. I got the Oh, Tom fuck, Tom so you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bits and pieces everywhere. Yeah, you have um, got a fucking lot of tattoos, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so we'd go do that. He'd tattoo me, and then we'd like do Star Wars trivia to each other. Like dive into like who yeah. knows more about yeah. like you know the lore of it but. i mean if you're gonna get tattoos of it it's good to know like it, you, it's like wearing a band t-shirt and i always think if i'm wearing this t-shirt i'm waiting for someone to quiz me on at least three different songs by for that sure. band you know yeah. what i mean i'm always got it's a it's an anxious way to live frankly <laughs> i don't like it um if any tv shows run at the moment netflix get it get down those rabbit holes oh we just we're binging that how to get away with murder at the moment yeah i've, heard, I've watched that myself but i've heard yeah. a lot about it it has great reviews but honestly like like i'm into it mm. i'm deep enough that i'm hooked and i'm watching it yeah but like the storylines are just 
all over the place. The dialogue sucks. The acting is not great. They just basically tried to probably get the best looking cast that they could for this yeah. thing. Um, it's still, it's binge worthy. Yeah. You know, you can shut your brain off and you don't have to think too hard about it. And it's like, yeah. oh, another twist and turn. And, you know, like, yeah. how are they going to get out of this one? Um, it's it's not incredible TV, but it's definitely binge worthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice, man. I'll have to check that out. Um, have you got... Uh, favorite song you're listening to at the moment, or favorite song on rotation, and your favorite band, either right now or of all time. That that's that to me is harder than the movie question. That, that is really tough, yeah. man. I'll that's... let you narrow it down to like either today or this week because that's <laughs> how I, I feel bad asking that because it could be a four hour podcast if I got asked oh, that question. Man, eh? like it could be a podcast yeah. in itself, just literally talking about bands that I love and have influenced me. Yeah. Um, at the moment. Not the whole album, but just the song "Nowhere Generation" by Rise Against, just has me. I'll be. Honest, I've never heard that much Rise Against. Yeah, right. Like I know songs, and I couldn't. Uh, frankly, I, I don't know them well enough to even name one song. Yeah, okay. You know, so I've checked "Nowhere Generation." I'm gonna check that out. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. um. So the album is titled "Nowhere Generation," and the the whole album is fine. Yeah doesn't really do a whole lot for me but this one song just hooks me every time just get so, you. yeah i've had that on on pretty heavy rotation um yeah <laughs> dig it yeah that would be my lately thing because if we get into like favorite we're gonna be here a long time Mate, we might have to do another music related podcast eh? just pure niche like you brought up the flag on my wall of every time i die they would definitely be in top three yeah favorite bands of all time that's every time i die I picked it up straight away. That's a fucking good flag. And yeah. it's good. This is another thing, man, that I like about you. It's like not many people know bands like Every Time I Die. Mm. When you come across people that like the same bands, it's like you feel like family. Yeah. Like you're yeah. Yeah, like, it's like It's like a, I've, I've, I used to go to heaps and heaps of shows. While I've never been in a band, I always thought sometimes like a mosh pit and being in a crowd is almost like one of the safest places you could be, depending on what type of music is. Maybe hardcore is a bit hardcore. But like, <laughs> I've been to a lot of heavy metal shows and it's it's almost like for how ugly and scary and stinky and stuff it can be from the outside looking in. And while, yes, it is quite stinky in some of them, <laughs> yep. it's like the nicest place to be as well. It's like pure family energy in there. And that's something Super that people don't get about heavy music, you know, punk music and that sort of stuff. So yeah. um, good answer. I like that, <laughs> man. Um, this, this one could also be another hard one to answer but pay, uh, favorite piece of advice you've got or like a like a philosophy motto that you kind of i guess live by you know doesn't have to be of all time just again on your on your mind sort of recently the universe will provide yeah good answer that's fucking big it always does and so like <clears throat> i i'm sure like we're going to get to it like what i do here but mm-hmm. essentially like the end purpose the end goal of everything that i do is for my client to realize their one love their Mm -hmm. deepest potential their true love their legacy in life Mm -hmm. and that only comes from quieting down all the systems of the body so that you can tap into these subtle energies of the universe of everything that's around us and influences us and what we influence in the world around us yeah and so when you surrender to that and you have that complete confidence in that the universe will provide it truly does yeah and that's what's happened throughout my life is um, like in school, I knew I wanted to make music. Mm-hmm. And so then something resonated with me about a certain person. Mm-hmm. And so I went, that's who I'm going to go with and I'm going to do music with them. And then each time something's come to a close, I've resonated with the next thing and that's taken me on the path. And yeah. then even when it got to the point where Hand of Mercy was coming to an end and I knew I was done with a career in music mm. um, then 
what resonated to me for the next step in life to the path that I'm on now. Yeah. And it's always just this thing of the universe is going to provide for you when you can tap into that energy and mm. trust that process. So, yeah. Mate, and, that, that was a good answer. It, it gives, <laughs> like, when people can accept that, yeah. it's like the confidence that people get. I liken it to, you know, people believing in God mm. for comfort on their deathbed. Yeah, yeah. But you can have that comfort in your day-to-day life that, like, money is just energy. Mm. So I might not have a lot of it now, but more is going to come my way. It, yeah. it helps you live in abundance instead of lack. Mm-hmm. Man, that's... Fuck, that was a beautiful segue, I guess, into what I feel is going to be the rest of the podcast. But that was, yeah, one of the... Firstly, thanks for that answer. That was... um, I was really listening to that, so I sort of lost my train of thought there. But um, yeah, that was beautiful just the way you put that. I, I, I don't know if I mentioned at the start of the show, obviously I've mentioned the Peace Warrior before, and that was probably where we, I guess, sort of hooked up, you know, outside of just chatting on Instagram and running into each other at Hit or whatever it was. Um. That was when I was doing Dry July, so I was sort of myself, like, and I mentioned it on the day, like, if I'm not drinking and stuff like that, I feel like I'm out there, I've got, you know, you can wake up in the morning, you look, I'm looking for other things to replace it with, but more meaningful things. So it was universally, you know, frankly, it was fitting that that popped up in that month that I was like, I'm not drinking. It was just like, okay, I've got no excuse to not go on a Sunday morning. Mm. And uh, it was just, it was an interesting thing, but... um, we might, we'll, we'll, do you want to start with the Peaceful Warrior, How what that was about? Because that's where I fully was like, I guess my my eyes and my ears were open to what, what you were doing. And I thought, I like, will say, it was a really cool thing you did and it was a really ballsy thing to do because it takes a lot of guts to sort of get out and promote that sort of stuff. While if you're looking for it in the right places, it's still very much a bit of a, I guess a hush sort of thing, you know, a lot of guys especially don't like to open up and, yeah, you know, wasn't meditating. We did fucking Tai Chi, man. You know, most, like, we were joking about it on the beach, but we were, like, full there in confidence, like, we're moving here doing Tai Chi in front of, well, it was like 100 people on the beach, you know, yeah. and no one gave a fuck. And at that time, I was in the zone. And I was like, this is sick. Like, this is the funnest Sunday morning I've had in a long time. So, again, it's thank sick. you for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll let you I'll let you do, introduce the Priestful Warrior, um, and then I want to go back I wanted, you know, I know you didn't wake up one day and we were just, you were like this, thinking like this, it takes time to get to there. So I'd like to hear your journey and I think everyone would really sort of benefit yeah, from sure, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Peaceful Warrior, um, I felt called to do that after, um, so I'm part of the Czech Academy, which is an institute that uh, was brought about by Paul Czech, who is basically like at the top of my mentor list for all this holistic health practices. Mm-hmm. Um, so he developed all the sort of techniques and stuff that we learn. And that's the foundation that me and a lot of my peers have used. And then we've built from using other people's stuff, Mm. um, like Thomas Myers anatomy trains and other people like that. But the foundation all comes from Czech. And so I was in Sydney doing one of my advanced courses with an absolutely incredible woman, Joanna Rushton. She's just the most beautiful, nurturing, healing energy of anyone I've experienced. Mm. Just no judgment, just meets the whole world with pure love all the time. Um, And so we're doing this course um, that basically centered around instead of, you know, there's kind of two sides to it. One of it is all the movement patterns, the Mm -hmm. functional things, looking at your posture and correcting that, your musculoskeletal assessments. That's kind of, you know, the logic and maths of it. Mm -hmm. Then we've got the holistic lifestyle coaching side of things, which is, 
starts with yeah diet rest water those sorts of things yeah but then also goes into your thinking your spirituality the software programming side of you Mm. your archetypes your psychology um and so this was an advanced course based on that that joe was taking us through and historically these courses have been filled with women because you know women are naturally drawn to these things they're Mm. also uh, this is a generalization, but they're also naturally in touch with it. Yeah. You know? Um, and all of a sudden here I am in a class down in Sydney with a bunch of dudes from all up the Eastern seaboard Mm. from different backgrounds, like that are, you know, tattooed like me or Mm. they're power lifters or like literally Mark Minicello was in this course, the rugby player. Yeah. I I thought he does it. Yeah. Um, And it's a room full of dudes searching for themselves Mm. at its deepest. Like we're there to learn how to coach people and, you know, all these techniques, but essentially we're there finding ourselves more than anything else, understanding who we are. Mm. Um, And so we got led through this thing, um, like meeting our souls for the first time, doing all this kind of really, really deep work, working within archetypes and uh, Jungian psychology, like Mm. the work of Carl Jung. Um, and so I realized like, this is a a massive deal. Like there's an entire country full of men Mm. that need this. Yeah. Some are looking for it. Some aren't on the path yet and don't realize how unhappy they are. And they're just following these hard wired programs, Mm. um, that are influenced from literally the moment they're born, their religion, their mum, their dad, their family units, like just stuff that's stuffed into their heads and told this is how you have to be rather than being able to listen to their own soul and find that path for themselves. Yeah. Um, And so we had like a lot of really, really special moments in that course. Um, And then on top of that, I've in the last three years, I've probably had three or four friends commit suicide as Mm. well. Um, and it's like that old cliche of like, we never saw it coming. They were the happiest person. They were there for everyone. Rah, rah, rah. And yeah. then next minute they're gone, you know, yeah, and, and everybody like, how do we not see that? Yeah. Empty as a result. Mm. Um, the most recent one being Sean Kennedy from D's nuts and I killed the prom queen. Yesterday. Yeah. Like we went on tour a bunch of times, played a heap of shows oh, together wow. and yeah. we were tour buddies. Like he was such an amazing, lovely dude. Mm had you know his own issues for sure like we all do that you got to work through but um yeah so it was it was just that moment of realizing like the rising level of suicides particularly in men my age and men that i love Mm, you know mm. as people um and so i just went i just felt a calling it was my soul talking to me saying this is what you've got to do for your community this is how you give back yeah you know like i've spent so long filling up my own cup Mm. this is how i fill up other people's yeah um so the idea behind that was basically to give an environment where men can get together start to dip their toe into holistic health and things that might be considered as woo woo Mm. (laughs) in a a safe environment, you know, because they're there in it together. And so, like you said, we did breath practice, we did Tai Chi. Um, and that was a a very cursory glance at how far down the rabbit hole you can go. So that's where the idea came from. And it's, Mm. it's also teaching men how to, uh, manifest and use their masculine energy in positive ways instead of, 
this whole trend of toxic masculinity has to be stamped out. It's yeah, like, yeah. No, we're masculine for a reason. We yeah. have testosterone for a reason. How do we harness that to the benefit of everybody around us as well as ourselves? Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that was yeah, that was cool. I mean, I definitely got that out of the Peaceful Warrior, which was um primarily that first session. I don't know if it will change or whatnot, but it was made up of, I guess, a mixture of breath work, sort of the diaphragmatic sort of breathing, which I've talked about a couple of times recently because I mentioned you before the show, I've I've kept it up. Not every day, but try to do it every day. Yeah, awesome. Even just that five minutes, man. Like, it's that first 30 seconds, a little bit difficult to get into. Yeah. I'll maybe go to have a cough or something like that. But then once I sort of get over that initial hump, within five minutes, man, I'm really, I'm really fucking, I'm chilled. Like, I'm relaxed. And yeah. then you do feel more open. So it's like, fuck, that was five minutes. Yeah, so literally yeah. just practicing your diaphragmatic mm. breathing takes you um, from sympathetic, uh, parasympathetic into a sympathetic state. So mm. these are the two branches of the nervous system. And so when you get stressed all day and your uh, stress hormones like your epinephrine and your cortisol are elevated, mm. it has a flow on effect of the body where essentially like you're just putting out fires all day. You know? yeah. you, you're spending all day being chased by a lion. Yeah it's like it creates havoc on the body and mm. literally all it takes is to be on your back in a comfortable position mm. breathing diaphragmatically and you will instantly switch into that other nervous system and start coming down like this is all tried and tested there's scientific evidence behind this mm. your cortisol levels will start to reduce you know those stress hormones will reduce and you your body starts to go into its recovery process yeah so it's it's literally stuff as simple as that just to quiet down all the fuck what next fuck what am I doing you know like those feelings yeah. that everybody gets like how am I going to pay this bill I've got to pick up the kids like yeah. I'm late there's another red light fuck me like it's all of that energy all day long that yeah. you can instantly start to reduce just by breathing yeah that that's like the script of my life and I'm sure a fucking lot of other people too but but it, it is like that you're just constantly going const- I mean I'm constantly on the edge some days you know what I mean just and it's one of those things and to, to, to walk, look again, I can't thank you enough for just opening my eyes to that at that time, but to just take it home, like it's nothing, you know, it's not even crazy. It's like, yeah. just get on your fucking back. Like you said, and do this particular type of breathing. I said it back. I was like, I've been doing this a couple of nights, you know, I was like, let's, let's get on the floor and do it. Like who mm. knows where the, this will go. Yeah. Um, but like, just do it with me. Yeah. And she was, she was stoked as well. And I was just like, fuck, that was so easy, you know? And it does, when you start to just dip your toe into something like that, mm-hmm. Because I'm a pretty, you know, I don't have it all figured out by any means, but, Neither do I. you know, but it's good that I think we're both probably in the same way. We will dip our toe into something and we're not closed off. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, I think that's one of the most important things about the human experience is don't limit yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, be open to every opportunity. And yeah. this is the thing is that, like, there's so many different videos you can see on that about, like, uh, I guess it is manifestation, but it's just going realizing opportunities and taking them because if Mm. you walk around going oh i've got the worst luck you know that's that's the curse of my family i have terrible Mm. luck nothing good ever happens to me Mm. then you're never going to notice that like you know you just walk past a 20 dollar note on the ground that's going to help you pay for fuel you're never going to notice that person that's like sitting in a coffee shop next to you talking about the dream job that you want that they're advertising for yeah it's all these little little things that's that's what i talk about like the subtle energy of the universe providing yeah you know um i forgot nah what train of thought i was on there but <laughs> oh man this sort of stuff it, it, it gets your mind racing hey but um 
Yeah, I, and I, I think to add to that, I've, I've been caught here before. Like if you're if you're in that closed off negative mindset, you're not aware because you're just in your own head. Yeah. Sometimes, and it sounds really morbid, you know, if I'm having a bad day, um, I don't know if anyone else does this, if I'm having a bad day and I'm sort of aware that I'm having a bad day, like I'm like, oh no, I'm being a miserable prick right now. Yeah. Like I'll, I might even just YouTube like other morbid shit. Like what's, I listened to that fucking North Korean podcast on Joe Rogan the other day. Have you heard that one? With, no, no. 10 minutes into that, I was just like, Oh, I've got no issues here. Eh? Like, there's fucking nothing, man. You know, what I mean? go for a holiday in North Korea and get back to me. Like, yeah. And and that, it, it, sometimes you got to do that. But it, I just feel so many people can't, like, you know, we're not martyrs, but just can't, they can't do that. They can't get out of their own head for one second and yeah. to just experience that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it it is tough. These mm. are patterns. These are hard coded yeah. software that you have to break, mm. and it it's it's hard work. It is like. Um, I was having this conversation with M Hazelwood at the gym, yeah, the sweat yeah. club, um, because we're both like really anti the whole like self-help is putting on a face mask and pouring yourself a glass of rosé and all my problems yeah, go away. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. Do that shit for yeah. sure. But that's not true self-help. It's yeah. doing that deep dive into the darkness of your soul mm. and meeting your shadows head on. Mm-hmm. It's looking into the mirror and going fuck like there's something here that i need to do something about that's true self-help yeah yeah um and i am someone who does that thing of i can i used to be the biggest storm cloud in the room Mm. you know i would get in that bad mood and i would stay in that bad mood and i would indulge in it yeah you know and it takes work to break out of these things and then when you do all of a sudden, the world is your fucking oyster. Yeah, you know, like everything is here for you. Yeah. Um. And so, to me, like it is the biggest part of the human experience is don't close yourself off to shit. Mm. Be open to everything. Try everything. Like, yeah, yeah. With that, just on that, like you mentioned, energy and being that storm cloud in the room. There's certain people in my life, um, and I've not figured this out with certain people. You, you, you know, my you, you might get that energy and vibes. A thing. I. I, I Recently, I was talking about vibrations, you know, good vibrations are vibrations of our And it mm-hmm. only clicked to me very recently. You know, it's like when when that negative person or that bad energy person's in the room, like you can feel it. Like people know that, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, it, obviously, you, you said you used to have issues with that sort of thing. At what, like, how did you sort of work your way out of that? Was there certain things that you'd research, read, people came in your life that eventually sort of helped you out with that? Like when you find yourself, I guess, caught in, and you might salute, you might not, but like if, if someone was to catch himself, say, in a bad mood in a room full of people, is there like one tip or trick you think they could possibly do to get out of it at that time? Or is it like a bigger educational piece I guess they've got to go through? It's it's tough. It's really yeah. subjective. Mm. Like for some people, it can be as easy as having a mate that you trust to mm. come over to you and say, hey man, you're being kind of a dickhead right now. Yeah. And and like allowing that with each other, having that conversation, being like, look mm. man, I know I get in these moods, so I give you permission when I'm like that to come over and give me a smack on the wang. Yeah. And, you know, like tell me to sort it out. Yeah. Because there are people that are secure enough in themselves, they're strong mm. enough that they can go, yep, you're right, I recognize that, here we go, let's have a good time instead. Yeah. The flip side of that is somebody goes over and goes, what's your fucking problem? Like, why are you being such a dick right now? And they just fall apart. Yeah, know? yeah. It's like, yeah, you're right. I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world and nobody should, you know, yeah. deserve to have you, blah, blah, like going down that road or, you know, becoming instantly flared up aggressive being like, no, fuck you. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, neither is a healthy way to deal with that. Mm. So, um, for me, the latter worked of having somebody I trust to be able to be like, 
you know, either come to me and say like, hey, you're really killing the vibe right now. Yeah. Um, you know, say it as harsh as you want or as gentle as you want. Mm. And I can have that moment of self-reflection and go, yeah, okay, I need to sort this yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me personally, it came from... It feels like I was born with a chip on my shoulder, you know what yeah. I mean? Like instantly, like pissed off punk rock just resonated to me, yeah, yeah. you know? Like I don't know where that came from. Mm. It could be like past life shit. Yeah. I don't know. Like mm. because I do believe in that transference of energy over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly like I dealt with teenage depression, mm-hmm. um, struggled with it and never had the... Like I, I have a great family. I went to a good school. Yeah. Um, but I never had the tools to deal with it properly, and I never felt like I belonged anywhere. Mm. I never felt like I fit in. So it just kind of snowballed the whole thing and turned into this like constant just rage and being pissed off at the world, yeah. pissed off at religion, pissed off at people for not understanding. Mm, mm. Um, and you know, like found my salvation in punk rock, uh, and. Which is pretty yeah. fucking good at the time because it's punk rock's awesome. Yeah, it's fucking dope. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, and, you know, like, because it's pretty hard to find a deep sense of meaning when you have all these emotions and all you've got to listen to is EDM. Yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's great for an escape and yeah. dancing and, like, what, you know, like people that enjoy that, whatever they get out mm. of it. But for me, I needed something more. Like, I need. If you're creating a song, it has to have a purpose. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. destroy it. I don't want to know about it. Yeah. That was my mentality. Yeah. Now I can listen to music for enjoyment, mm-hmm. you know. But back then, that was the mentality, and it was just, it was this constant rage all the time. So, it was a combination of a lot of things, like better people entering my life mm-hmm. and wanting to be a better friend. You know, somebody yeah. that people want to hang out with mm. instead of going, Nick's in a mood again. Let's leave him. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, meeting Rani because she's such a positive, happy, yeah. loving, caring energy. She is positive, man. And, like, and that yeah. totally rubbed off on me. Mm. Um, I don't know what she ever saw in me and why she wanted to date me, but like, <laughs> you know, saved my life, that woman. Yeah. Um, so there was that. And then I guess just like the march of progress, of yeah. maturity and time and. Uh, because it's sort of this thing of like, we hit puberty as men, yeah. or as boys rather, we hit puberty and we kind of go into a cocoon of development where yeah. our brains switch off and we just turn into fucking apes. You yeah. know, it's like... It's it's very cyclical, isn't it? You were the same age, right? 32 Yeah, 32. Yeah, 32. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you go through the school thing and you're learning and then you turn 18 and you just want to go crazy. I mean, that's all I wanted to do was just like drink and girls and stuff like yeah. that and yeah but it is it's like you can't you don't know everything straight out of the fucking gates yeah and you, you frankly you never really do but your mindset has to change you have to mature in different ways and then sometimes you go i'm never going to mature here at the time you're like i'm, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to grow out of that shit yeah and it's not until maybe five years later ten years later yeah that you go I-, I have grown out of that shit yeah you I, know? Think, like, I think honestly like statistically it's about 23 years mm. that guys will actually start to re-engage mm. like there's something very specific that happens to our brains and like our cognitive systems yeah. that just goes haywire yeah and we just turn into like useless human beings yeah, yeah and that's why like you know 
we get drunk and get in fights. We chase mm. the wrong girls. We like mm. break girls' hearts. All that you know, make yeah. bad decisions is because we just go into this cocoon of development where we do stupid shit all the time. Mm. And then at about twenty three, we come out, and then we actually start to develop as men. Yeah, and yeah. start to like have a bit of nous of what's going on around us. That's a pretty broad generalization. There mm. are like obviously people that fare a lot better, um, but overall, that's what happens to to boys turning into men yeah there's a very big period of several years where shit just goes wrong and we've got to deal with it yeah yeah um and then you know like it's it's not until mid-20s and now that i'm in my 30s that i'm really learning everything yeah yeah like everything up till this point has just been like put out that fire fix this thing Mm. And continuing on like that. Yeah, yeah. And you seem like you're a pretty keen learner too. You obviously, you, you read and you fucking take in information. That's one thing that, I mean, we're probably similar. Like, you, you see there's so much information out there. It can be hard to fucking sift through what you want and what you don't want. So you've got to have to start reading and watching bits and pieces and listening. Sometimes it can be someone just, like, giving you advice. And, you yeah. you know, at the time you go, fuck, I don't want to hear that shit, man. Yeah. 100%. And again, it might, it might not resonate until, like, three years later. You yeah. Go, oh, fuck, I, did, I needed to hear that, you know. And yeah. I remember my mum did a budget for me once when I was, like, 21. And she gave, gave me, like, $70 fun money a week. I was like, Mum, this is fucking horse shit. I'll never live on $70. Who's going, have you ever bought a beer in the valley? Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got five beers. You know? And that was, like, 21. That was, like, 10 years ago. I don't know, like, full circle, you know, like, Beck and I, we, we, we got together. We, we had the kid. We're on one maternity fucking income. Mm-hmm. Did this budget. And Beck was like, okay, and you've got $50 fun money for the week. And I was just like... And I was at that point, man, funnily enough, I remember I had a joke with my mum, but I actually apologised to my mum for being so rude to her about the budget she helped me with like 10 fucking years prior. Yeah. But it's just kind of that thing, you know, it's funny how things are very cyclical. You, you hear these lessons and they sometimes they don't get you the first time, but if you're fucking up in a certain space, they'll come back. Yeah. Universally, definitely. maybe, you know. So, um, mate, that's cool. You Peaceful Warrior, before we, before we shut that out, you... Um, I'm keen fucking for the second one. When are, when are we doing the second one? How can people find out about it, I guess? Um, uh, like basically just off my Instagram, mm-hmm. which is at Nick Bellringer, yep. is, is how I get the word out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking about doing it this Sunday, which is pretty short notice, but yep. I was meant to do it earlier, but then the lockdowns kind of screwed that up and wasn't able to do it. And yeah, classic, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been kind of a chaos month, so I think the only way I can do it to fit it in for this month is yeah. smash one in on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, uh, I'll put something up about that tomorrow yeah, yeah. and just try and get that session in, and then it'll be a little better structured and planned after that. Yeah, nice. Um, 7 a.m. off a beach. I'll share your uh, Instagram on my on my socials, but yeah, I'm, fu- I'm fucking, I'm keen as, man. So I don't know when this is going to go up, but let me look at a calendar right now, and that will be the 22nd of August. We'll, uh, we'll edit it tonight, mate. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> get, we, we move pretty fast, fucking KOTCHQ. Love your work. Um, mate, I, uh, I know, I feel like this podcast can go all day. I've got a few other things like um we're sitting in this fucking lovely office again it's nice i love it and you've got a lot of people that come and see you um i know a little bit about check and poor check and 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 kind of what you guys are doing mm-hmm. uh, i guess for for people listening that have no idea what what that is it, it from, from the outside looking in it's a it's like a bit of everything exercise holistic sort of foods things like that movement how do you i guess sort of sum up that and then what do people come and see you for like how are you finding that you're helping people you know like yeah it can be a whole range of things so um in its simplest form it's holistic health now 
people tend to get some sort of like image of like hippie shit, mm. which I guess some of it is like probably the stuff that I've spoken about. You will have listeners that just shut straight off just being like, he's just, that's just hippie shit, whatever. Yeah, we were delete. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they're just not ready for that in mm. their lives. And I totally understand that. Like you've got to meet people where they're at with this stuff. Yeah. But essentially it's an understanding that the there are systems of the body and they are not mutually exclusive. Everything is tied together. Mm. And so when somebody is sick or injured, I am not there to treat their disease or their illness. Mm. I am there to coach that person on how to achieve health for themselves. Yeah. So I treat the person with the injury or the illness, not the injury or the illness itself. Yeah. Okay. So that can be um, corrective exercise, stretches, mobilizations. We do a lot of stuff that was developed by um, Moshe Feldenkrais, um, Joseph Pilates, mm-hmm. is all integrated in this stuff. Okay. Um, so that's that's a big understanding in just the movement side of it. It's integrated movement science okay, because yeah, yeah. you might get tennis elbow, for instance, mm-hmm. and then go see a physio and they go, okay, well, you know, do these windscreen wipers with a resistance band because we need to strengthen it. All they're doing is looking at the side of injury yeah. and saying, okay, rest it for two weeks and then do these exercises for six weeks. Mm. And it doesn't ultimately help anything. Like maybe it'll treat that, but it just moves the problem somewhere else. What you actually need to do is tree, like train the movement, not the muscle. So okay. if you're getting tennis elbow because you play tennis mm. and you're doing that forehand swing all the time, it it's because somewhere else there's a muscle or something, a bodily system not doing its job Mm. to give the strength to that joint to sustain itself. And instead you're hanging off the ligaments and tendons and doing damage and creating inflammation and whatnot. Yeah. Um, So that's one key point of it. Then on top of that, it's also you have your nervous system, your digestive system, your circulation system, Mm. your respiratory system, your limbic system, which is your your hormones, your emotions, all that kind of thing they're all integrated as well Mm. because pain manifests for a reason in many different ways. Yeah. Um, It can be because literally you fell over and hurt yourself or it can be psychosomatic. So it can be uh, you've experienced sexual trauma Mm. and so now you've got issues in your pelvis and your hips, pain, a whole range of things. Yeah, okay, wow. Um, And that's it's quite common to to come across those sorts of things. Yeah, fuck it, yeah. Um, there are people that uh, have an inability to give and receive love well. Mm. And because of that emotional closed off reaction, that manifests in physical pain as well in their back, in their sternum, in their ribs, mm-hmm. in that area of the body. It's understanding that all these things are connected, tied, interwoven together. Mm. And so you can't just go, yeah, you've got a bad ankle, so let's fix the ankle. It's like, well, okay, who like somebody spilt the milk right yeah yeah we're not just going to clean it up we're going to find out who spilt the milk and why that's what the point is yeah going yeah going back past the problem that you're here for you can see exactly yeah exactly so um and so that comes down to teaching people how to eat better Mm. like organically um improving the quality of your water and all of this like I said before, helps with like the reduction in those stress hormones, the reduction in inflammation in the system. Yeah. Um, for instance, um, somebody might be gluten intolerant 
in my opinion, all humans are. It's just to what degree. So somebody with celiac mm-hmm. that keeps eating gluten, it's going to bind up their stomach, completely fuck the show up. And then what happens is the body needs all the energy it can to deal with what's going on in the stomach. Mm. So as a result, it turns off the multifidus muscles alongside your spine, your lumbar, uh, your uh, erector muscles in the spine. Mm-hmm. It turns off your transverse abdominis in the front here, your key core muscle. And so all these muscles are getting inhibited and turned off mm. and you've got inflammation in the gut and then you go and try and do an 80 kilo deadlift and all of a sudden your disc pops out. Yeah, okay. You know? And it's not because I have a disc injury. It's yeah. because you need to get gluten out of your diet, clean yeah. up your diet, so then we can restore the gut biome mm. to restore all these other systems that have been switched off as a result because they're on the same nerve innovation. Yeah. And you don't have enough energy to repair that because you eat shit all day and you don't do anything <laughs> to rebuild your energy, yeah. you know, to build your chi back. So there's a lot of postural correction, mm. injury rehabilitation. There's a lot of psychological deep work helping people with that spiritual en- element and also like stinking thinking. You yeah. Know? The enemy mind as John Joseph calls it. Yes, yeah. Man, I felt like you were talking directly to me with some <laughs> of those things. It's funny listening to this and and a lot of the similar things I will I'll YouTube that in this sort of community and you're like you listen to it with such an open mind at the time cuz I feel like I'm not closed off with it but then you're mm. like why am I not doing that? Why am I not doing that? You know what I keep for me, like alcohol is a big one, you know, like when I did the dry July, it felt good. It took me a few days to get into the mindset of feeling good. I don't need a bit of a drink or whatever. Yeah. I don't need it for this many reasons. And then you get to the end of dry July and you're like, I was sick. That was awesome. I did all this awesome shit. Now we're going to have a drink again because I, I think I miss it, you know. And then yeah. that first week of August, it was sort of like, I'm just going to pump it a little bit here just to see if I need to dabble again. You know, it literally is like as dumb as going out and getting bags of twisties and bits and pieces, you know. And after a week of doing that, you're like, I'm in a really shit state. Yeah. You know, like, why do I keep doing it to me myself? And it's only now I feel like, and I've, I've, I've been in and out, in and out and slowly pulling out, I think of, of that sort of lifestyle. But, uh, it can, it can be really hard. I mean, any advice for people that like, for me, I'll, I'll I'll put my hand in there that says like, I know that I put shit in my body. Mm -hmm. I mean, sleep is a huge one for me. I fucking, last night, man, I'm falling asleep like eight o'clock. I'm like, I should just go to bed here. I'm Mm -hmm. listening to something, going to sleep. I woke up at like 9.15. I'm like, it's Sunday. I've missed out on some stuff. I can't go to sleep. Like, I've got to get up. And I read a thing once. It was like like a Japanese study or something. People, they think they're overworked and they're missing out on things so they don't want to... They, they, you know, they uh, for, for go sleep mm-hmm. to to have more life, but they're ultimately just doing it because they're like, they're fucked off about working. It's like a vicious cycle. Yeah. Definitely. And I feel like oh, I get in that trap. Not that I hate my job or anything like that by any means, but it's just like that. I always feel like I'm missing out on something. Yeah. Yeah. But all these things you're talking about, like they sound so basic, but it's like, why do human beings just not, why don't we get it? You know, like it's we have so much stimulus we have Mm. so many things and um what's fed to us is not always the best information you Mm. know um and the like the biggest takeaway like that i hope people can understand when i say this is anybody without a sense of purpose or meaning Mm. will distract themselves with pleasure Yeah. yeah right Anybody without a sense of purpose or meaning in their lives will distract themselves with pleasure. Mm -hmm. So think about anybody that's got issues with alcohol, drugs, gambling, sex, porn, video games, TikTok, whatever it might be. Yeah. 
it's because they don't have anything in their life that they're striving towards. Mm. And this is what I talk about, helping people realize they're one love. Yeah. It's the reason that you do everything for. It's the reason that you will have that devotion to yourself to do your stretches, do your breathing, mm. to forego that beer and the packet of twisties. And like, look, I still drink beer. We got on the piss <laughs> together. You know yeah, that. Yeah, this is not a personal attack. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a huge foodie. So yeah. like, I will still eat garbage food. But mm. the thing is like, I have that devotion to myself and that respect for my body that at some point I will balance it out. And that's yeah. the key to life is this balance, you know? Yes. It's not going to extremes because like extremes in diet... To me, vegans and carnivores are the same fucking people. Yeah. They've just taken an extreme and run with it mm. instead of listening, mm. being objective, finding a middle ground mm. and going, hey, this is a healthy option. Yeah. Instead, they've got to go, we only eat meat. Vegetables are wrong. We only eat meat and fuck you if you disagree. Yeah. And yeah. then the same is on the flip side with the vegans. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, so it it's difficult. This is a... It's a journey, mm, not mm. a destination, this stuff. Yeah. And again, it's part of the human experience is to learn this stuff. Yeah. To leave the world better than you found it. To leave yeah. you better than you found you. Yeah. And to me, that's the biggest key as well is to be able to wake up and go, I'm better today than the man I was yesterday. Mm, mm. To me, that's total satisfaction right there. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's finding balance to be able to enjoy all those naughty things mm. and have a, you know, kick up a stink and mm, mm. get on the beers and all that sort of thing. Balance, you know, baby. Have a pie at the footy. Yeah. Like, that's what life's about. Yeah. Enjoy it. Don't limit yourself, but understand there's this other side to it. Yeah. Um, and so in its simplest form, it's like, to me, breathing, water, and sleep are probably the top three things to start with. Because okay. sleep is your body's number one system for recovery and repair. Mm, mm. It's the number one thing. Seven, eight hours of sleep every night, no fucking excuses. Yeah. Like there's these business gurus out there in the world like that Gary Vaynerchuk and other people <laughs> that are like, you got to hustle, you got to grind, you can get by on three hours sleep and mm. then you got to monetize everything. It's all about making money. It's total yeah. dog shit. Don't listen to those people. Mm. Like uh, it's one of my biggest gripes is like, that's not how to live life is, yeah. you know, your sole goal is the accumulation of wealth and you're going to completely destroy your mind, soul and body in order to get it. Mm, mm. Fuck that. That's so wrong and so backwards. And it's dangerous to teach people that mark my words. Gary Vaynerchuk is going to end up with Alzheimer's or dementia because he doesn't fucking sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and all of those guys will. Yeah. Or yeah. Parkinson's something like that because all of those really degenerative diseases, they develop from one, not enough sleep because you're not getting the recovery and repair that the body needs. Yeah. And also having a completely fucked gut microbiome. We know that now. Mm. Like, you know, that, that the gut is the second brain. It's That's that line that gets traipsed out all the time. But it's true. There's such yeah. a, an intricate relationship between the two that yeah. they have to be in harmony. All our biological oscillators do, which is... The peristalsis of your intestines to eliminate waste, mm. the movement of the stomach, the pumping of the heart, and also the magnetic field of the brain, mm. and and your respiratory weight as well, the the inhalation and exhalation of your lungs. Yeah, there should be harmony between all those systems. Yeah. Um. So, this is difficult stuff. Yeah. But it's not about discipline; it's about devotion. I'm. I always try to be very clear yeah, like about that, using yeah. that language. Mm, mm. It's because I love myself enough. Mm. Because where do you get your love from? Yeah. 
if you have to get your love externally from other people, mm. you're never going to find it. You're never going to have enough because humans are imperfect. Like if all your love is dependent on me giving it to you, well, how about when I'm tired? How about when like I just want to go do something for me and then you're left there going, well, I need more. I need love. Like I feel unloved now. Yeah, it's another drug or another yeah, beer or something like Your love like that. has to come from yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to fill up your own cup to be able to fill other people's. Yeah. And that's what all of this is in aid of. Um, and so when you can find that, it helps you stick to these things. Mm -hmm. But it's all just taking that little step. So, yep. you know, instead of limiting your sleep, I'm going to commit to seven, eight hours of sleep. Do that for a month and go, all right, what's the next thing that I can do because I'm doing this consistently now? Mm. All right, instead of um, drinking V, I'm going to fill up my water bottle. I'm going to add like Himalayan or Celtic sea salt to it. Yeah. I'm going to drink my water instead. What's the next step? All right, tap water has heavy metals, chlorine in it. It's got bullshit from the fucking the pipes. Mm. All right, I'm going to put a filter in my house or I'm going to start... Um, you know, having spring water delivered, artesian water, um, all these little steps, just time baby after steps, time yeah. after time, you know, and then um, say you eat a shitload of rice and pasta, just go, all right, well, instead of that, I'm just going to drop that out, have meat and salad instead, mm -hmm. you know, it's little by little finding these things that work for you and creating yeah. new pathways mm -hmm. um, because it's basically the law of resistance. Like each time a signal passes through a series of neurons to the exclusion of all others, it starts to forge a new pathway. And each time it becomes easier and easier. And this is how we develop habits. Yeah. Okay. So fuck man, I like that <laughs> heavy, but it's good. It, There's a lot to unpack. Yeah. There, but what I really want to get across is mm. that it's, it's baby steps all the time. Yeah. And it's loving yourself mm. is the reason for doing it. And having that dream, that goal, that legacy off in the distance and going, this is why I do it. This decision I make now, is that bringing me closer to my dream or further away from it? Yeah, no, I like that, man. It's good. It, uh, and it is one of those things. It's not, it's when you package it up like that, it's not daunting. It's just like, just change one thing to begin with and then maybe another thing and sleep. You know what I mean? It's from someone that goes, I love being up to all hours of the night. Mm -hmm. If I get a chance to sleep in, yeah, I may do that, but it's a, it's a rarity to actually sleep in. Do you know what I mean? Last yeah. night I was like, okay, I'm in bed by midnight and I'm up by fucking 6.30, you know, and you're just like, and you can't operate like that all week. I, trust me, I've been running tests for quite some time and I'm, I'm sure I'm not at optimal performance, but um, no, nah, man, that was really good. I think that there was some fucking gold information in there, but it's, again, the things that you, you know, it's 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 really basic, but it's, it's, it's really nice how you package it up and just get it out there you know like movement food water sleep going back to all the the, the soul sort of stuff you know you talk for, for a man you know you, you you talk some pretty heavy topics for for an, another man to hear i feel like I, I'm, I'm okay to hear it but i know there'll be guys like you said they'd be like fuck you know i'm not uh i can't get down with that just yet you know yeah, like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. even uh, with the peace warrior just getting on the beach meditating with some other blokes but fuck, it was liberating man you mm. know what i mean that's yeah. cool yeah. um Mate, I feel like we could talk all night. This was, I wanted to get you on because I knew, like I said, fucking blowing smoke up your ass for the last hour, <laughs> but I knew that you had some gold gold in there to, to, to give out and I wanted to get that across to people. Um, so I appreciate your time, man, coming on 
the couch or the, uh, the, the what are these fucking things? Are these like Swiss balls? Swiss balls. We're sitting on Swiss balls tonight. Yeah. King of the Swiss ball. Everyone needs Swiss balls in their life. Mate, this is... In- That's another podcast. Oh, fuck <laughs> I don't think I've ever sat on one for yeah. this long and I'm thinking, this is all right. My back feels a little bit like better here, right? Eh? Yeah, man. Um, there were so many times you were talking there tonight. I was just like, fucking hell. I was like, i gotta, I got to get some services here. I need some, I need some help. Eh? I'm in pain right now, bro. Um, no, no, seriously, man. I appreciate it. I know we're going to do some more podcasts, but uh, this is just like a dipping your toe in like we've mentioned tonight so i i really appreciate your time um what's the instagram handle people can find you at uh at nick bellringer at nick bellringer yeah. cool cool um any any local sunshine coast people Moffat beach i think sunday morning peaceful warrior we, we're going yeah, we're doing yeah. it so i'm going to be uh doing those monthly yeah um the peaceful warrior um open to men of all ages mm-hmm. um definitely like teenage boys so like uh fellas if you got sons bring them along mm. it's it's a great bonding experience um bring your mates even if you think they're not ready for it yeah. just like you know nudge each other in the ribs have a chuckle it's all good I'm, like we're not too serious i'm gonna call him out here on this podcast because i tried to get Stu to come last time and he's uh he's he's, he's one of those guys <laughs> mate. But we, we often raz- i'm razzing him up all the time i get he gets a fucking shout out nearly every episode so yep. this is his shout out mate 7 a.m sunday morning i know you value your sleep Stu, but Come on, mate. We'll be there. Be safe. Um, <laughs> you got to you got to pass it by Tarn first. I think. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Tarn, if you're listening. Um, nah, seriously, man. That was really cool. I think people will get a lot out of that, myself included. Um, I've just got it live, and I can go back to listen to it again and fucking write down the notes and shit. But um, really, really appreciate it, man. Can't wait to get fucking back on the couch again and yeah, uh, yeah yeah like thanks for having me and you'll definitely be on what do you reckon as soon as possible and anybody that listens to this i totally encourage hitting me up with questions mm. like I, I love answering people's questions and having conversations just like this with anybody so if you feel like something resonated and you know you want to get on the path and then uh hit me up i'm, I'm here for anyone anytime yeah nah sick man um look that was the podcast, King of the Couch, episode 105 with Nick Bellringer. Um, hope you have a fantastic week, and I love you all. No